Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. Um, so this is the third ever episode of Hot Shots. I'm Sarah Jessica, and I'm here with Gemma Mastrioni. Um, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. No, you're, you're good. Did it better Beautiful. than most people do. So Awesome. Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad. You know, my last name is uh, Rintjima. Uh, so that has like people mess that up all the time. So I totally get it. Oh, yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gemma here is the uh, founder, I think. Are you the founder of the soundtrack? I guess I don't know I that am. story. Yes, I am. Beautiful. Um, so the soundtrack is a music and lifestyle blog. Uh, you can find her on Instagram and Facebook at the soundtrack. Um, and, you know, obviously on her website, the soundtrack.ca. Uh, so Gemma is a lifestyle blogger and music journalist and a podcaster. You can find her podcast on basically every streaming service. Um, and it's called wavy. Um, so Gemma, Hey, thank you for joining me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, I was totally looking forward to doing this. Um, I think we're, you know, in a very, we basically do the same job. Um, we do a lot of the same stuff, and it's really cool to find someone local that's uh, that you can really relate to like that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy to be here. Um, it's nice to be a guest as opposed yeah. to hosting. I actually took <laughs> this week off of hosting, and uh, yeah, it's nice to just chill and be a guest. <laughs> Beautiful. I know it's so weird when you're like on the other side when you're being the interviewee. It's uh, it's a strange feeling, but it's kind of nice once in a while. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely get to let go a little bit. It's cool. Um, so we're here today to kind of talk about um, what we do and uh, basically writing about music. So um, do you, uh, just to introduce yourself a little bit, do you want to talk about um, the soundtrack and what role you play in that and uh, the whole team? Because I know it's not just you um, that contributes to the blog. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I am the owner and editor of the soundtrack.ca. Um, it's a platform where I write about music and I also write about lifestyle and um, lifestyle content center or targeted at people who like music and music festivals. Uh, obviously, that is very limited right now or limit. Yeah, limited. Mm-hmm. Um but it is what it is and I'm, I'm pushing through. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't, sometimes I focus more on Instagram and you know, the creative and photography aspect of it. Other times I focus more on the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And pretty much it was inspired by, um, my experience writing in music and also mm-hmm. writing in lifestyle. I did both for many years and uh, I just kind of decided that I wanted to have my own platform. And I'm kind of someone who doesn't love to do the same thing for a very long time. Right. Uh, creatively, it's just nice to be able to, excuse me, bounce between, um, you know, music and lifestyle. If one week I'm feeling mm-hmm. more the lifestyle aspect, I'll dive into that and, you know, be inspired by that. And then another totally. week, if I'm more into the music, I can go into that. Um, yeah. So it's just a nice platform where I uh, have the opportunity to do that. And I also work with a team of photographers and writers. Um, obviously, it's a lot more active when we can go to concerts. Uh, mm-hmm. Concert coverage is a really big part of the site. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that day again. And uh, I was also planning on doing a lot of lifestyle content 
content centered mm-hmm. around going to concerts. Uh, but I can't <laughs> right now. But I'm really excited for when I can. That's for sure. Oh, my God. It's um, it's terrible for our industry. I mean, it's terrible for the majority of people. But um, the music industry has really just like COVID has really kicked its ass. We're just like all out yeah and and you know what i feel bad just complaining about the fact that i can't do that because Mm -hmm. you know obviously musicians have it a lot worse because Mm -hmm. uh you know playing shows that's a really big part of having an income Mm -hmm. so you know i feel i really feel for them yeah well you know we're all a part of it i'm sure they miss you you know covering their stuff that's you know it's exposure i think you think it's a you know it's a it's a living organism it's like a system you know we all have a part in it and um, yeah, I'm sure that people miss your coverage. Well, thank you. I yeah, really appreciate course. that. I hope yeah. they do. I miss yeah. going to their shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah, who else is a part of um, your team um, specifically? Um, are there other writers, yeah, photographers, um, things like that? So who are the people behind the soundtrack? For sure. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, so my... I have Dakota Arsenal, who is a editor on the team. We used to work together at Live in Limbo. He -hmm. was the music editor and I was the lifestyle editor. Um, Anyway, yeah, we became friends through that. And then we just decided that we felt like this. Well, I kind of I left and I started the platform on my own. Mm -hmm. And then um, Dakota eventually left. And then he just felt like my blog was a good fit. So he joined the team and uh, yeah, I really appreciate his expertise. He has a lot more years uh, in the music scene than I do. Right. He's like, I think like 10 years older than me mm-hmm. or so, maybe maybe seven, I don't know. Um, yeah. So he's been around the scene, so he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a good team, good partnership in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a team of about, it's like almost 30 people, people wow. kind of, you know, come in and out when they're feeling inspired. Right. Um, some other some other people I have on the team are uh, John Mendoza, Amanda McMillan. She does a lot of writing. Kevin Brown, uh, Ty Hardy, Valentina Caballero, and Daniel Dorta. Um, yeah, just to name a few. It's cool. nice because we all kind of have our own personalities and interests in terms of genre and stuff so we can provide a nice wide range of coverage definitely yeah that, that's an awesome team you have um very basically polar opposite to me where it's uh it's only me um <laughs> but it's uh it, it sounds wrong with that. yeah totally um except you know the the content is obviously a lot slower than a team that would have like 30 people on it so hey, I, um, I totally feel you though it's been yeah it's been slower um just because people are feeling less inspired i think and Mm -hmm. it's really hard to stay motivated and i honestly don't blame them and it's been a bit slower on my end as well so it is what it is yeah Yeah, we're kind of all in a slump right now a collective slump though which helps yeah um so when it comes to lifestyle blogging um what specifically uh do you blog about what sort of areas are you interested in and what do you uh, what do you explore um it it really varies Right now, I'm kind of diving, sort of diving into fashion, um, yeah. but nothing like too crazy. Like I, I've been mm-hmm. buying like a lot of sweatsuits and stuff, yeah, because that's just what I wear or jammies. <laughs> oh, so totally. Especially right now. I recently, now. I recently did a post about, um, you know, I think it was like six different sweatsuits 
that mm-hmm. uh, you can rock at home. Yeah. Um, I Sometimes I do some stuff about food and drink. I did a post about different small businesses to Christmas mm-hmm. shop at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say a mixture between food and drink and mm-hmm. fashion and just like, yeah, general lifestyle. Whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's really cool to see someone local doing this. Um, and uh, I think uh, one question is um, if if a band or an artist were listening to this and were curious about being featured on the soundtrack, um, how would they go about that? Yeah. Um, you can send me an email to Gemma G E M M A at the soundtrack dot ca. Um, but with that said, I do mm. get quite a few emails, so I recommend um maybe sending me a DM or something and we begin, can begin that conversation. Mm. Awesome. Um, so how did you, uh, when did your interest in music begin? Was that um, when you were, did you always have this passion since you were a kid or did it sort of grow maybe when you're in teens or like how did you discover that? Yeah, um, so I got into music when I was pretty young actually because I was a dancer. Okay. Cool. So, I started really getting into it when I was doing like lyrical and contemporary because um, you kind of have to have, at least in, you know, the numbers I was doing, I had to have like a real emotional connection with the music and it's not even just lyrical, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, you just have to really feel Mm -hmm. the music and get it and kind of adopt a persona when you're performing and stuff because I did, I danced competitively and yeah, I don't know, I was very dedicated to that. Anyway, um, I found that I was getting very into music when I was doing lyrical mm-hmm. contemporary because I felt such a strong emotional connection to it and the music really inspired right. me. Um, yeah, but I'd say I was like in terms of getting more into the music scene and, you know, finding more niche bands and stuff mm-hmm. like that was early in high right. school. Um, so like in elementary school, I was really into like the pop punk scene and I, I still liked it mm-hmm. in, uh excuse me, Mm -hmm. high school, but I found a lot more like indie bands and stuff like that on YouTube through high school. That's pretty much how I found all my new music. And then, yeah, once I moved to Toronto, it was like cool because I could pretty much just go to shows whenever Mm -hmm. I wanted. There wasn't really much around in Niagara in terms of like music that I was into. I definitely know that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I didn't even really have friends that liked the same music as me. So um that was kind of lame mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was cool because my, my mom took me to a lot of shows cool. um but it, it was just like whenever i wanted to go to a show in toronto i'd be like hey mom can you take me yeah. to the show yeah. <laughs> totally um i can definitely i definitely feel you on that uh we're both from niagara um and i yeah. definitely know that there's not a big scene here um it's it's improved but there is like it's almost silent around here so it's very difficult when you're a music lover and trying to get out places especially when you're young and you don't have a car and things like that or or no friends that are in the same music as you i definitely definitely feel that definitely empathize um yeah so when did you start uh writing about music did you always um have a passion for writing and for um uh, for language, for language arts, um, was that a passion or was it more of a musical passion that ended up translating into a blog? Um, how did that come about? Yeah, so in the seventh grade, um, we had to do like a project about like 
health and fitness mm-hmm. or something. And there was different options for what you could yeah. do. And I, d- I decided to do like a an article, like a magazine article. So um, I just did like, a, I don't even remember what the topic was, but I think it was just like different ways to be healthy. I don't right. even know. Um, but my I remember getting... I got a really good grade on it and my teacher was like wow this is really good like it could be in a magazine and then I was like I don't know I guess it kind of gave me like a little boost of confidence and I was like oh maybe this is something I could consider that's so cute uh so I always kind of had it at the back of my Mm -hmm. mind um but when I was in film class in grade 11 I saw the movie Almost Famous Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's so cool like that'd be really cool to Mm -hmm. do and then in grade 12 it came to applying to universities and stuff and i was kind of Mm flip-flopping between what i wanted to do i applied for like makeup psychology uh i forget oh creative industries and and then um last minute i was kind of like you know what i'm going to change all this scrap it and i'm just going to apply for media Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start writing about music on my Tumblr cool. page. <laughs> so, and I, I got inspired from seeing Almost Famous. It, it took a little while. I was just like, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. So on my Tumblr page, I would just, uh, I was contacting different artists from around the world and I would interview them on Skype and then I would scribe it. And it's not like a lot of people were reading right. them, but I was using it, I guess, as a way to practice Mm -hmm. and you know uh start a portfolio and what i would do is pretty much just sort of name drop to get better and better interviews like i would just be like oh i interviewed this person this person this person like in my Mm -hmm. pitches and then slowly work my way up and then uh yeah and then once i moved to toronto i had i had um i had this portfolio online on my Mm -hmm. tumblr page and then I applied to uh, different blogs around the city. And then that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. Wow, that's so cool. I, I definitely wasn't as ballsy Thank as you. you as a kid. Um, but that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what media program were you specifically in in college? Yeah, uh, I went to Guelph yeah. Humber for media, media studies. studies. Okay. And so the first two years, it's like you do a little bit of yeah. everything, uh, like photography, journalism Mm -hmm. um graphic arts stuff like that and then your last two years you pick a specialization so for the first year i did like sorry my my third year i did journalism and then i wasn't super into that and i realized there's no way i want to be a traditional journalist like on tv doing the weather and stuff or reporting Mm -hmm. news it just i was like i just don't want to do that and i feel like i don't need to be in this to continue doing what i want to do about music but i was happy i got some experience and it definitely improved my writing anywho so then my final year i switched to public relations Mm -hmm. cool and yeah 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 um i was specifically in journalism uh with my schooling i went to mohawk and hamilton here for that so very did you like the program i did i loved it um i would say that i was um like you were feeling at the beginning very hesitant because i didn't know if i had a place in what we were learning um but i think over time they end up giving us more freedom as we went and that's when i kind of found my niche that i really enjoyed so yeah so that's Mm -hmm. amazing like something that turned me off about my program was that 
um, the teachers were actually like kind of bashing, like just blogging and stuff like that. Um, And when I was in school, I was working for a Toronto lifestyle blog, like as a job. And they were just kind of like, you know, down talking (sighs) that whole industry. And it just left such a bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, like, you know what? You don't need to be a traditional TV journalist to be in this industry. And there's like no reason to do that. And and I mean, what's doing? That's another reason why I wanted to get out. And I mean, like, what's doing better in this climate right now? Traditional journalism or like lifestyle and blogging? (laughs) Exactly. That was that was what I was thinking. Um, yeah, we, we actually in my program, thankfully, um, uh, that's where I created my blog because we were actually a project was to, um, create a blog and to start blogging, uh, weekly and submit those blogs to, um, our teacher in this one, um, class that we had. Um, so that's why I actually came up with my blog was in, yeah, was in college. Um, yeah, um. I definitely have uh, less experience than you, I would say. So um, I definitely am interested in your story and sort of how you got to where you are. Um, yeah, no problem. Hope to be at some point up to where you are right now. Um, but uh, when you started the soundtrack, um, how how was that process at the beginning? And uh, how was your growth slow? Was it fast? Um, how would you describe that? Yeah. Um. So when I started it, like I knew for a while I wanted to start my own yeah. platform, but what was stopping me was finding right. a name. So like I would just randomly come up with names and I would try to like get the domain and it would be oh, taken or yeah. something. And then one day this just came in my head and I was like, I doubt that's going to be like mm-hmm. available, but it was. So I just took it and then I was like, you know, I don't have my exact angle here, but I'm just going to start because if I don't do it now, then like. I'm never going to do it. (laughs) So I started, but I was just really unsure of the angle I wanted to Mm -hmm. take and like how to make it good. So I did it for like, I think it was like a month, maybe a little bit over a month. And then I just stopped because I was like, I just wasn't happy with the content I was producing. And I don't know. So I took a little (laughs) break and then I kind of found uh, my creativity, got some team members which really actually helped yeah. me stay creative, just being able to like bounce ideas off of a, a group yeah. of people who, you know, want the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was it was slow mm-hmm. in the beginning for sure. And I was still really learning about, you know, how to grow on social media and stuff. So I'd say it took about a, a year to see like some real right. growth. Like I definitely had growth, but it was very mm-hmm. slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, I sort of agree with that. I think I think it takes about uh, about a year um, to actually get some sort of like momentum going. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty effort for sure. Um, yeah, I think also like a, a big thing that was hard for me, and you you sort of touched on that was um like finding your voice, finding I'd say like also kind of like an aesthetic, or um you know to to your blog mm-hmm. and what angle you want to take with that. Um, that was something that I and I think there's there's absolutely no harm, and I think it's a vital part of the growing process is um changing and um really kind of flipping everything and reinventing yourself over and over again until you find that sort of safe space or that you know that that perfect oh yeah yeah totally and it's funny you bring that up because i'm literally in the process of changing my entire color palette like nice i kind of had this moment the other night and i was like i don't like what i'm seeing 
Ooh, but, do we get a sneak I, peek? What's that? Do we get a sneak peek? Yeah, it's going to be very <laughs> bright and airy. Cool. That's kind of what I'm going for. Okay, looking forward um, to that. Like light yellows, greens, pinks, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, but I just was looking at it and I was like, it's so like dark and I'm just not liking the way it's looking. Right. <laughs> but, and I got really down on myself, but then I was like, yeah. you know what? It was cool for fall. Mm-hmm. Fall is moody, mm-hmm. whatever. But but I agree, there's no harm in changing it up. And mm-hmm. ultimately that is going to reflect your creativity and like who you are and you have to stay authentic to that or else you're not going to be happy so oh definitely yeah um that definitely sounds like a great mood booster for winter i think we'll definitely need that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i agree yeah yeah um yeah i definitely went through a few shades i think um i am pretty happy with where my blog is right now but i think at certain points that i was having quite a quite a uh, identity crisis um there was like yeah there was a oh god a whole bunch of different uh looks for my blog for a while um and i know recently i think i changed from i think like at the beginning of pandemic i was kind of going for like a like a bookish kind of like you know cafe you know browns and warm colors and stuff and now i've gone like completely different it's like blacks and neon colors and sort of like a yeah. moody moody nightclub kind of thing um which i yeah, think i, I actually it. thank you um i think i'm actually very comfortable on that so the beiges are cool. I totally know the vibe. Yeah. But it's so, it's a bit overdone, you know? Yeah, I as know. much as I admire that soft aesthetic, yeah. I see it all the time. I know, I know. And I don't and, know, if, uh, it's good to be kind of out there, I'd say, in the music space as well. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. 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 And I think um, definitely like carving out a niche and like try, trying to stand out. I think that's also that's a big um, that's a big task, and I think it's very hard to find um, your 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 uh, your place, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I I think uh, I I often end up comparing myself to to different blogs or to like professional um, magazines, professional music magazines and stuff, um, and you know saying like, what do I have that's similar to them? What do I have that's different? And it's it's yeah, it's it's a it's a unique process. Girl, I do the exact same thing and mm-hmm. I think everyone does and yeah. it's just you end up looking at someone's page and scrolling through it and you're like, "Wow, this looks so good." And you yeah. and you want that, but then you kind of forget like who you are and what the good things are about that, but you kind of have to remember, you know, there's probably someone doing the exact same thing on your page and ultimately you you are you and uh yeah, you just got to vibe with it. And also yeah. I meant no hate about the brown beige <laughs> aesthetic. Please don't take that personally. No, I'm just no, no. saying I like what you did way better. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I, I love some feedback. No, definitely, definitely give me feedback on that. Um, uh, no, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a vibe and it's definitely something I enjoy. I love I love my coffee. I love my cafes. I love my books and my vinyl and all that. Um, yeah. But I, I do think it's overdone. And then I think it just like um, blended in with everything else I found. Like it, uh, I wanted something that was a bit more bright, a bit more like, yeah, a bit more standout, a bit more kind of like in your face where the, yeah, the brown just sort of like, yeah, hid, you know? Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, um, 
you, you just brought up um, other people going to your page and scrolling through and going, oh, I wish this is what like mine looked like and whatever. And it's hard to like when you're in your own space, it's hard to like put yourself in that person's position. It's hard to think that anyone else is like looking at your stuff and wishing that like, you know, it looked that theirs looked like yours. Um, but I, yeah, I did have that recently by um, a friend of mine who is a photographer and um yeah, he was, uh, he was admiring my page and just sort of like how I have everything set up and the colors I use. And he was asking for advice on that. And I thought that was really sweet and like such a big compliment. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Yeah. Like whether it's being expressed to people or not, it's, it's happening and everyone mm-hmm. does it. So, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to blogging about music, um, I know that you review and then you also sort of like, I think you also sort of like just talk about music, um, talk about things you've enjoyed and blah, blah, blah. Um, on my blog, I've specifically made the rule that I don't review music. Uh, once in a while, I like review movies or a book or something because I, mm-hmm. I'm technically a music and arts blog. So it's kind of like it's mainly music, but I, I sprinkle on other things once in a while. Um, but I mainly interview bands uh, and artists and I write like I write factually about music, I guess. Um, right. I Yeah, I don't really know how to put that exactly. But I, um, you know, I interview people about it. And so I say, you know, this is, you know, how they wrote the song and this is what they hope people will take from the song and that sort of thing. Um, so when it comes to reviewing music for you, was that, was that a choice? Um, and um, how do you think... Uh, has, has that been good for you? I know that um, I sort of avoided it just for like, I don't know, potential conflicts, things like that. Have you ever had a um, a bad experience with someone? Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, pretty much I started reviewing music like through shows, like through going to shows and reviewing mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Um, and the first time I reviewed a show I was in grade 12. That's like when mm-hmm. I started applying to blogs, actually, I realized right. it was before. Yeah. I, it's so long ago. I just forget. Um, anyway, so I was very like thrown into that situation and it was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good experience because it pushed me. But totally. anyway, I feel like I got more into reviewing music was when I was working with Live and Limbo because they were kind of like, oh, we need more album reviews. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, why not? I'll give it a shot. Um, and I, it's not that I, I, I've definitely had people message me and be like, you know, why do you think of this or that? Or like, why would you write that about that album? And right. it's just whatever. You just got to stick to your guns. You know, it's it ultimately, uh, it's just your opinion and it's just my opinion, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, I did get some feedback, like some backlash from mm-hmm. a, a negative show review. Eek. Um, I was reviewing an Alex G show. Oh, I think I've seen yeah. him live two or three times those indie boys came for you what's that those indie boys came for you (laughs) it was actually his his little brother Um, oh yeah he came for me on twitter because i was just saying how like i love alex gene i love his music but i just find him boring live and like the thing is he like people are people always want him to play salt Mm-hmm. which is a really popular song of his mm-hmm. and like like all the shows i've been to of his everyone's yelling like salt 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 and he 
he wow. always ignores it or like he'll be like oh what do you guys want me to play and like i didn't know it was that passionate. people will just be saying it and he'll wow. never play what anyone's requesting <laughs> so i was kind of just like talking about that and just how it was disappointing yeah. and i just think it's like disrespectful like like to the people who are buying tickets it's like i don't know put on yeah. put on a good show yeah be respectful to your fans look yeah. like you're happy to be there yeah. anyway so his brother came for me and was just saying on twitter like you know he's so talented this and that that's not true and oh, whatever boy. and i'm like he he is so talented like i'm not saying that it's yeah. just i just don't think it's right to you know be charging money when it doesn't even look like you want to be there <laughs> um, oh man wow that's so, so embarrassing for him as well yeah um so it's it's whatever it's mm -hmm. fine i don't know it just never really bothered me to yeah. be honest yeah well that must have been uh Eesh, that, that must have been a bit of a shock when that happened i mean you were just like you were a kid you're in grade 12 that's very strange oh that that time was like mm -hmm. i think it was like two years ago oh okay um yeah but like my son i was saying how still, i first still kind started of shocking. Going, sorry go ahead sorry um still an adult but still kind of shocking to happen yeah it was yeah. it was like it was kind of funny i don't know i don't know why yeah that yeah. didn't bother me but <laughs> well that's good that's great um, yeah, like sometimes if I really don't like an album, mm -hmm. I just keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's bad to be critical. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, I think there there's always, there should always be a place for criticism. And um, people should always be, I mean, you should just be free to, to like talk about how you feel. I think it's a, yeah. Um, for eesh, sure. And that, something yeah. that did intimidate me when I started getting into doing reviews was the fact that I'm not a musician and mm -hmm. I don't understand the technical aspect so well, yep. but oh, yeah. something I just always, and that's uh, to this day, that's something that I, I'm definitely insecure about, mm -hmm. but you know, I'd say my perspective is very real. And a lot of people who mm -hmm. listen to music are not musicians. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can still review music. Mm -hmm. Well, I, um, I definitely, um, definitely trust your opinion. And I definitely, definitely read your reviews. And I think that, yeah, I trust your opinion for sure. Um, but I, I do. Yeah, no problem. Um, I do have a, yeah, I do have a, a very similar like personal conflict. Whereas uh, that was also a big part of why I chose not to review music is because uh, I don't play it. And I think um, a big um, comparison for me was um, I watch a lot of uh, Anthony Fantano on YouTube. Yeah. Sure you know who that is. Yeah. And um, he just knows, you know, he knows like everything there is to know about music and he you know he plays a bunch of instruments and he's just um he's he's kind of a nut for music and um i was like yeah i don't play a single thing and so i felt <laughs> very uh, you know of course comparing myself to him i'd feel underqualified um yeah uh so that was that was a personal conflict of mine of why i decided not to review music um but i think that anyone else who decides to review music is you know perfectly capable yeah, I totally feel you. And mm -hmm. yeah, I also watch his videos. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, something I just try and I, something I just try to remember is, you mm -hmm. know, when people are reading my stuff or looking at my stuff, they're not comparing it to anyone else's. Like, I'm the only person doing that. Totally. So, you know, it's just like, yeah, if I'm reading someone else's article or whatever, I'm not comparing it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think an interesting topic is... Um, what musicians and what artists you uh will accept um on your blog and who uh who doesn't make that cut 
Yeah. Uh, so I like just about everything. Uh, yeah. I used to be like very EDM, but yeah. the past, I guess, three years, I've actually gotten like pretty into electronic music and I have like a newfound respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be, now I'm rambling, but whatever. I used no, to be okay. one of those people who was just like, oh, that's not real music, like, <laughs> yeah. classic rock, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, there's a lot that goes into that. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm open to just about everything. Um, yeah. I'm not really into country music. I'll say that. Yeah, I but, know. That is yeah. a big spot of mine as well. And like pop is not my favorite, mm-hmm. but I definitely do like pop music. So mm-hmm. depending on what it is, uh, I'm prob- I might be down to put it up there. Yeah, cool. Um, are, yeah, what, um, what makes... Uh, who who do you reject and is it based on um, quality of music um, do you like do any research into artists beforehand before you write about them um, what what would turn you off from an artist something that would turn me off is bad production mm-hmm. like um, yeah like <laughs> if something Definitely. just sounds sloppy yeah. or if the rhythm is off or I don't, it just has to be pretty obviously just not well done mm-hmm. um you know and i'm not i'm not I, I like some lo-fi bedroom pop and stuff like that but yeah i just i just like some sleek good production yeah but it's not it's and, and sometimes it's just that i'm too busy it's not like i'm not covering you because mm-hmm. i don't like your music it's just i'm at capacity at the moment so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say my advice is just pay attention to your production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I sort of agree. If it sounds like shit, I'm probably not going to post about it. Um, yeah. But I'm also someone with my, you know, unique tastes and what I prefer and what I don't. So I, I find that that sometimes like those lines blur where I'm like, am I, am I not into it or is it a bad song? I think that's really hard sometimes to figure out um, because I, you know, like, like you sort of accept anything that comes my way. I, I'm, I'm into a little bit of everything, um, but I do, you know, check it out beforehand. And um, I have written about a, a lot of songs or albums or just artists that I wouldn't listen to personally, but that I mm-hmm. think have, you know, passion that I think have a good um good quality that I think of, you know, this and that. Um, so it's 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 a tough line to draw because i think it's it's very blurred um yeah another perspective yeah totally um one thing one weird experience that i've had was um an actual like the term is overused but i guess like problematic um musician that i um i wrote about in my very early days and then after i published the article um someone informed me about this guy um basically i and this is kind of an insane story um but i found out that he um he's he had stolen like twenty thousand dollars from a um a government um uh a government company i guess um oh my gosh yeah he had been volunteering for them and then basically they they had figured out that um, there was a bunch of money missing and they traced it back to him. And he was supposed to go to court like multiple times, but he kept skipping. Um, oh so they were, yeah, they were just chasing down this guy. And I, I looked it up and I found articles about it. 
So it was like, oh, my God, like, this is fucking real. Like, this just like, I just fucking wrote about this guy and like promoted his music. And so I actually deleted it. Um, still to this day, he has never said anything to me about it. Um, but I do have him blocked on Instagram, I think. Um, That's good. So, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite surreal to hear that. Um, but just a, just a word of warning, maybe, maybe do a quick Google search of anyone that, you know, you're writing about. I do do that now because I don't want to make that mistake again. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's very valid. And, uh, yeah, I've never had an experience like that. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> Ooh, uh, have you ever had, um, oh, uncomfortable experience with a musician or artist? Maybe somebody who, um, I guess you, you you talked about, you know, the uh, the Twitter moment with Alice G's brother. Um, have you ever had any other sort of negative experiences? Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, so I was really new to doing video interviews. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I was doing an interview with Homeshake, who is... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's oh, Mac him. DeMarco's former guitarist. Yeah. Anyway, so that's on YouTube. And... Ooh. It was not good. Uh, so first oh, of all, I was, I was really new to being on camera and stuff. So I was yeah. very nervous. Second of all, I was a big fan. So I was yeah. very nervous. But he was such a nice dude. But as soon as the cameras went on, like he was just, he was not cool. And wow, uh, really? he was kind of just like, like I would ask him something and then he'd be like, no, yeah, I don't know. Ooh. Just responses like that. And I just didn't at the time, like, I just didn't know how to navigate something like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, just kind of one of those things where it's like, don't meet your heroes. (laughs) But but you know what? It was a learning experience. Oh, and then actually, here's here's what the worst part was. Yeah. Um, The trolls came for me on YouTube and people were just like, oh, is this girl retarded? Like like it was like one person made one bad comment and then they kind of just kept flowing in after and i actually asked them to turn off the comments but what was interesting is once the comments were turned off it actually got a lot of thumbs up and what was also interesting (laughs) was i went on to another interview of his and all the people in the comments were basically saying that he was a dick and he was Mm -hmm. you know moody and shitty so i was like it really just takes one or two people to say something bad yeah and then it you know kind then of they all dog pile. comes in but it yeah. really affected my confidence for a long time and in other future interviews i was like very anxious and um when i get like that i do not need this doesn't happen anymore but when i get like anxious and nervous i used to get like red splotches yes. on my chest oh, totally, <laughs> so there's yeah. this one interview i did with local natives which is on youtube yeah and it wasn't too long after the home shake one but anyway obviously had a lot of anxiety because you know i have this in my mind like oh i you know people think i'm this and that but anyway mm-hmm. as the interviews going on you see like literally red splotches like appearing Aww. on my chest because i was so yeah. nervous yeah um i clam it, up when i'm nervous what's that i clam up when i'm nervous oh yeah, yeah. me too um mm-hmm. but anyway the point is like it just affected me so much in oh, like during my interviews and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm like pretty over it now, which is nice, yeah. but yeah. it took a while. Yeah. What jerks? What did you even do wrong in that video? Um, I think people just thought I was awkward and mm. I was a bit awkward. 
Um, yeah, so yell at her one... for feeling awkward. What? Yeah, and I just, it just felt, I just felt like I was doing a bad job because he wasn't responding well. So hmm. I think it just affected my overall demeanor. Demeanor. Yeah. I'd say there was only really one question that I look back at and think was wrong was, and this is just because I didn't know as much about how the music industry works. I asked him like, sure. you know, would you ever want to be signed to like a big label? Which isn't even that bad of a question, but it's oh, a little no, bit. Why not? A little yeah. bit controversial. Yeah. Um, and oh, then whatever. something else was that to every answer, I was like, oh, that's super cool. That's awesome. That's super <laughs> cool. That's cool. Like, I just mm -hmm. kept repeating that. But, like, yeah. it's not like it was that bad now that I watch it back years later. But yeah. it was well, just I'm him being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Well, I'm glad that you can look back on that now and just, you know, sympathize for yourself. Because, like, you're just young and you're just nervous. And there's there's absolutely no reason why he should be treating you like that. Well, thank you yeah of course <laughs> yeah i watched it back like a month ago for the first time in like years so, i love that self-cringe um what have been some of your favorite projects to create with the soundtrack my favorite projects with the soundtrack mm -hmm. um would this be like like an article or like an interview or yeah or you know everything basically would have been uh, what have been some of the most fun things to do or what have been um maybe your biggest passion projects i really love doing festival coverage mm -hmm. uh yeah i did oceaga the past two years right well not this summer <laughs> but yeah i love getting out in summer covering festivals it's just so much action and there's so much to write about and so many interviews to be had so i would say that and the last oceaga i went to um i got to interview kurt vile and metric oh, so cool. those were just like two really big highlights for me you know what i and, think i saw uh, that on your blog i think i did <laughs> scroll down i saw kurt vile and i was like oh sick <laughs> thanks yeah, yeah it was no it was they were both just like really nice too mm -hmm. which is what topped it because you know sometimes you interview people and they're just not that yeah. nice yeah um but yeah two two really big highlights and things i'm going to remember probably for the rest of my life so yeah i'm just really eager to get out to festivals again and be able to cover that experience the food so cool. fashion drinks the mm -hmm. sets everything mm -hmm. Um, how did you end up um, interviewing them? Was there, uh, did you have to contact their managers? Did you um, contact them directly? Was there something set up at the festival for you to interview artists? Um, what, yes. what was that? Yeah, I just contacted their PR team. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is too, when you get closer to the festival mm -hmm. and like you're signed up to be covered with them, um, yeah. I think Oshie or Ivanko like passes your email along to all the contacts there so right. sometimes they are reaching out to you and just mm -hmm. saying you know this this person wants to be interviewed this person wants press so you yeah. have opportunities there um i can't remember if those ones were pitched to me or not mm -hmm. but i can say like through my experience of arranging interviews it's ju just persistence and following up and writing a good pitch mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool yeah i've never um i've, I've never been to a festival and um interviewed somebody before so i was curious about that process there um yeah it's like that yeah pretty mm -hmm. much <laughs> yeah um so um you as far as i know um you create most of your content on the soundtrack for free is that correct yeah i do some sponsored stuff here and there mm -hmm. but for mm -hmm. the most part yeah 
Yeah. Um, was that, um, how was that, was that automatic for you to choose to do sort of everything for free or like your articles and reviews and such like that? Um, or was that, was that something that you decided later on? Um, but what, what made you choose that, um, model? Uh, well, I don't, I actually don't do everything for free. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes it depends on my capacity and stuff. Um, however, I don't know. Like, I, like, I think sometimes it's just about covering what you want to cover. It's not mm-hmm. always about people pitching you. So yeah, if I'm just, if I'm just really passionate about something, like I want yeah. to write about it and like, that's coming from my heart. So, uh, I'm just like down to do that for free, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, but if sometimes I have a really heavy workload and, you know, I have someone in my ear excuse me, asking, you know, multiple times and such, mm-hmm. uh, Sometimes it will charge for that. And I think yeah. that is totally valid. And, you know, it's publicity, it's reach, it's mm-hmm. uh, reaching a very targeted audience. So, for sure. you know, I don't I don't see uh, an issue with that. And yeah, but I just think if you really love something and, you know, no one's asking you to do it, but you really want to write about it, by all means. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I have a very similar model where, you know, a lot of stuff I write about just because I'm passionate about it, you know, I end up reaching out to artists and musicians and such and just kind of write about it because I'm interested and interested in talking to them. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if, if people reach out to me, I'd say it's probably about 70% of the time that I'll charge. But once in a while, maybe if, you know, I've seen that they've supported me a lot or I'm, you know, in a mood where I'd like to churn out a bunch of content or whatever, then, you know, I'll do it for free. Sort of like, yeah, you know, in take. the moment. Yeah, totally. Um, what, uh, so you create a good amount of uh, playlists for the soundtrack and you, the, mm-hmm. you know, you share them with your audience. Um uh how do you create what's the process of creating a playlist for you um do you start with genre do you start with a a vibe or with a with a mood um how do you build a playlist personally uh it really depends on what i'm feeling i kind of just Mm -hmm. do it whenever i'm feeling inspired um so for instance i made one called oh my god what was it called (laughs) Oh, I've made one called Euphoric Festival Dreams. I think that's oh, the most cute. recent one cool. I made. And around that time, I was listening to a lot of like um, dance and psychedelic music. Cool. Yeah. And I was just really missing festivals and feeling really cooped up as the weather was getting really cold. So I was just inspired by not only those genres, but I was just inspired by missing those times and you know mm-hmm. those times i look forward to every year so yeah. it's kind of just whatever i'm inspired by mm-hmm. in that in those moments and yeah so sometimes mm-hmm. it's a vibe sometimes it's a genre yeah. like i think i'm gonna do like an indie indie rock christmas playlist um Ooh. that's very genre focused but so yeah. indie rock christmas so indie rockers covering christmas songs yeah cool looking forward to that that'd be cool um yeah of course um yeah i i've always been a playlist nerd 
myself. Um, I've created a bunch of playlists for myself, but like secretive ones, you know? Um, so I definitely am like on the train to creating more playlists to kind of share with my audience. Um, yeah, so I'm sort of like in the middle of building those right now. Um, I have, uh, you know, a, a local playlist, which, um, anyone who submits their song to me, who's from like, basically from Canada, but mainly from like Hamilton, Toronto, GTHA sort of area, um, that I'll, you know, add one of their singles to that playlist. And, um, I think it's, you know, a, a cool thing for people to access and kind of find new music. Um, yeah. And then I'm working on, um, I'm working on color themed playlists, like, um, you know, red, blue, and yellow mainly. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's songs really that remind cool. me of that. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm sort of in the process of building that. Um, they take like so much longer than you would think. 100%. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> yeah. nail the vibe right yeah. down. <laughs> I know. And then you always like, I, I find that I um, I always want to make sure that it's like a diverse playlist. It's got a whole bunch of different sounds yes. and different styles. Um, and then I also want to make sure it's like, long enough mm -hmm. um like i'd say like like maybe like th three to four hours or so something oh, wow. like that yeah i uh that's yeah good, I don't, though. yeah i uh, i'm very picky about it but it takes a long time though that's the thing so it's like <laughs> it's gonna take me a while to put them out um but i am looking forward to creating those um it's not a timely thing though so like yeah. take your time and mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's worth just taking as long as you need and then it, mm -hmm. you get a better product so totally, i'm excited yeah. to see well thank you thank you um so what uh on your blog or on your instagram or facebook on your platforms what do you think um gains the most traction what gains uh the most the most likes the most clicks um uh what is it a specific sort of content um what do you get the most attention from yeah um so the thing with i'm actually just pulling up my the things that have gotten the most oh, yeah. reach over the last 30 days um the thing with instagram is they like if it's a photo of your face mm -hmm. it's going to get more reach and oh, yeah that's mm -hmm. really annoying for me because no, <laughs> i don't always just want to post things of myself no, How, no. and it sounds like it's i don't know it's just annoying but Anywho, it's often photos of myself, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I try to take advantage of that and I will, you know, promote something I'm doing or, right. you know, just make it fun and artistic. Mm -hmm. But that is tend to what that's tends to be what performs the best. But it's it's not even that, you know, that just gets more likes. It's that Instagram is actually showing that to way more people. So. Mm -hmm for instance like i posted a photo yesterday of myself that was shown to 2400 people isn't that versus, creepy isn't versus that creepy? yeah versus a photo <laughs> of like um some some uh, product i shot in the cocktail emporium in, in kensington market they yeah. only showed that to 1600 people like it's just seemed it's just unfair because it's like why like why <laughs> i know like you know and that that is totally instagram and their algorithm like there's no reason it should be shown to less people and like it still performs well when like for the amount of people they show it to um for some reason that just stuff just doesn't get pushed in the algorithm mm -hmm. so yeah so like an artist photo will usually perform decently somewhere in between mm -hmm. those two but mm -hmm. 
it never performs as well as a photo of myself, which is yeah. annoying, but whatever. Oh, I just no. use the caption to promote whatever I'm trying to promote. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I mean, that's a great way to kind of um, bulldoze that barrier. Um, I basically post no photos of myself, so um, it's very difficult for me. Um, yeah, it's 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 a little annoying, but um, what, what content uh, performs the best on your blog, would you say? Like who... Um, what what content do you get the most feedback from? Uh, I'd say listicles. So anything oh, okay. where I'm like, you know, like five th- five things you should, you know, whatever, five new artists you should check out or yeah. stuff like that. And I think it's yeah. just because people don't like to, not everyone likes to read, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So they just like to, you know, look through the list and oh, see what the answers are. Mm-hmm. So and sometimes album reviews, if they're put out like on the day of the release, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. perform pretty well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a great time to be a, a blogger eh? uh, when no one wants to read anything. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's yeah. a great field to get into. So like since the music industry is sort of paused right now what with COVID, um, have there been anything, has there been like any major changes to your blog since, you know, the pandemic started? And um, have you done anything, anything differently to, um, to help yourself out a bit and to help out, you know, everyone else in this, in this industry. Um, I, I, I think that's a bit of a confusing question. What I mean is, is that how have you, how have you adapted? Uh, how have you adapted with your blog, with your social media pages? Uh, what have you been doing differently since the the lockdown basically? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned earlier, show coverage is a really big part mm-hmm. of the blog and yeah. our social media. So obviously can't provide that anymore. However, uh, in terms of how I've adapted, um, it's pushed me to do more lifestyle stuff, I mm-hmm. guess, a bit out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do more lifestyle stuff about going to concerts. That's kind of what right. I want the focus to be. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, pushing myself in that way, trying to uh, it's put like photography wise, it's, mm-hmm. you know, pushed me to be a little more creative, especially with yeah. what I put on the grid. Um I'm also like just featuring older photos from like that um, contributors have shot over the time that we were doing concert coverage. So I feature those on the grid. Um, I'll do artist features and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's hard. Um, Sometimes I just don't feel inspired and that's fine. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I just kind of chill out and take some time off when I need it. But Yeah. yeah, just pretty much doing everything except concert coverage mm-hmm. yeah well we we definitely um we definitely all need some time off and some time to relax so i definitely sure. agree with you there it's definitely important um if you could give a upcoming artist or an upcoming musician any uh advice as to how to market themselves in this climate um what would you say I would say really brush up on the like social media algorithms, know mm-hmm. how they work, know what content performs well, take mm-hmm. a look at other successful artists and what they're doing, take inspiration from that, not necessarily copy that, but, mm-hmm. you know, look at different pages and see what works well and mm-hmm. consider, you know, adding certain qualities of that to your pages. Uh, being connected with your audience is a really good thing right now as well it's a great Mm -hmm. time to connect and chat with your fans yeah uh build those personal connections and stuff 
Mm-hmm. Um, try to get on playlists. Um, do digital shows if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good time to network too. Yeah. So definitely get into the networking and yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess networking. Uh, yeah, no, that's marketing actually. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. both. You know, all of it. Um, so, uh, what do you have in, uh, the works right now? What are some exciting projects that are coming up that, uh, you'd be open to sharing? Yeah. Uh, I'm working on a big year end list, top Mm. 100 albums of the year, Mm -hmm. which is something that my team has worked on collectively throughout the entire year. We, we all rank albums and then, uh, you know, tally all those scores up and then, figure it all out so yeah working on piecing that together i'm also working on a list of my top music videos of the year which should be out soon um then i'm also working on a piece about my favorite instagram pages to thrift from because i'm really into that getting into that more so yeah i just i just really want to like the year-end content is big but I, you know, as we all are saying, support local. So I'm really taking yeah. an opportunity to get to know those local businesses and uh, find different ways to promote them. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm really looking forward to all of that. I'm going to check that out immediately. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, do you want to um, plug yourself at the end here? And um, yeah, talk, a, you know, talk about where we can find you. For sure. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at the dot soundtrack and then yeah facebook and twitter uh twitter is the soundtrack with uh two extra k's working on getting a better url (laughs) but yeah same thing everywhere and uh yeah then you can check out the soundtrack.ca for the blog awesome well thank you so much for joining me Gemma. this is really fun yeah thank you for having me yeah um yeah, this is going to be out on um, New Year's, well, the first day of January. So looking forward to putting that out. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, check out check out Gemma, go read the soundtrack. And um, yeah, see you later. Bye.